Do you want to learn how to actually book commercials? Do you want an online workshop taught by two working actresses of color who work all over the world? Yeah, you do. Join us at the Sustainable Artist Studio September 28th and 29th on Zoom for a two-day workshop that will guide you through all the steps to booking the commercial job. Get 10% off using the code UNGLAMPOD. That's U-N-G-L-A-M-P-O-D. Classes are limited to only eight actors. Sign up at SustainableArtistStudio.com. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Unglamorous Truths, the podcast where we're talking about making it in the industry come hella high water. I'm Chandra. I'm Crystal. I'm Emeva. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. She is a stand-up. She's also a writer who's written for Southside, Sherman Showcase, the BET Awards, Good Times on Netflix. Uh, she's a phenomenal actress who has been featured also on Southside, Sherman Showcase, um, the new Marvel series coming out, Ironheart, and the Emmy-nominated show, Jury Duty. We have Rashida Sheeds Olayawala. Yes! And also, she's a um, superior soup maker. Um, Soup? Soup. Oh, she can cook. Wait, okay. I need to over? know. Yeah, what are the soups? What 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 do you got on deck? What's crazy is I bring soup in like the most random situations. They're okay. like, oh, it's somebody's birthday. I bring soup. <laughs> wow. It's like beach Not day. Shit, I'll bring soup. I'll bring soup. <laughs> um, I make a really good. My friend taught me how to make. Um, it's called kale white bean. Ooh. So it's kale white bean, and you're supposed to put Italian sausage, but yeah. I use Italian chicken sausage. Ooh. Okay, amazing. Well, I'm coming Yay. over today, so mm-hmm. and I can make a bomb chicken noodle soup that my mom taught me to. Nice. <laughs> okay, so you know we always like to kick it off with a little fun question. So today's question is: What is something that used to terrify you that you can now do with ease? And so for me. It is about the bugs. Okay. I was never a bug girl. I did not fuck with bugs. Anything, <laughs> if it was not like a butterfly, a roly poly, or ant, it was a no go for me. Mm-hmm. But my son is a bug boy. Mm-hmm. He loves bugs. And I don't want him to be scared of bugs. Yeah. So the amount of spiders I have removed from the house yeah. instead of killing. Um, the amount of June bugs that have flown on my body I and I have not panicked. Mm-hmm. The other day, I think it was you, there was a spider on your head. And with my hand, remember this with my hand, I removed that spider. I couldn't believe it. You just let me die, huh? Before. Well, yeah, yeah, before I would have had to. I mean, I would have told you, been like, girl, there's a spider on your head. You, pray, do something. I, I'm, I'm not, not capable. But, right. you know, I'm shocked at myself. I'm like, wow. Mm. I, hey, I can't believe I'm, I'm doing proud this. Of you. Touching hey. bugs. Thank you. So when I first moved out here, you know, Chicago all day, period. (laughs) But we don't have very many hilly things. I was, Mm. when I got out here and I first had got my first car out here, I was scared to death to drive, even in Ubers and stuff, to go over like Mulholland. And Mm. because people, when you come to LA, they're like, oh, it's on the other side of the hill. I Mm -hmm. never knew what that meant. Mm -hmm. I still don't know what a valley is. I just (laughs) end up Right. (laughs) I just know it gets gets hotter in the valley. So now that I have, when I got my newer car, I'm not afraid anymore. And I think that like, I've been out here six years and I was like face my fears because I would get so scared. I'm like, yeah, it's scary. It's it a, is. It's a lot of windy, hilly mm. roads out here. But now I actually go up there to look at the moon. Mm. Come on. You be whipping that thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm sitting here racking my brains of like actual, like tangible fears. But the only thing that's coming to me is being vulnerable. I used to be so afraid of being vulnerable. Mm. And now I can tell you how I feel. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah I just like, like I don't I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. I love it. Love that. Um, for me, this is so specific, but I remember when I was like twenty, the doctor told me it would be good for my health to start eating mushrooms. And I really didn't like mushrooms. Oh, you don't. I I didn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> What's in my freezer? Mushroom risotto ready to make. Period. Uh, shiitake mushrooms in my fridge. Yes. Um, uh, all the other mushrooms. I love mushrooms now. I'll eat them mm. purely down my yeah. down my throat. Yes. And that was that was. I never saw that come in. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. saw that coming in my twenties. I literally was like, "That's off the list. I will never eat them." And now I I cook with them every day. Welcome to the fun guy world. I love, I love it. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about faith over fear. And, you know, can we all just agree that chasing your dream is fucking terrifying? Yes. Oh, absolutely. And whether it be because you don't have any guidance in the area, you haven't seen anybody do it before you, or if it just seems so ambitious that it's mm-hmm. like, how could anyone mm-hmm. attain so much? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it be. So my question, Sheeds, you are at Northern, Northern Illinois University, right? Mm-hmm. Going to college, what were you majoring in? I had two majors. So I was, my first one was Black Studies and Africana Studies. Mm-hmm. Then I had a minor in theater. Then I was like, I was such a nerd, y'all. So I literally, they was like, you need another elective to graduate for blah, blah, blah. And I enrolled in astro- astrology, like Yay! the study of space wow. and stuff. And I wanted the professors loved me. <laughs> I wanted to stay longer, but they were like, "Yeah, your money running out. You're not about to be here this long." And I fell in love with the whole department. The whole department loves me. I could have been an astronaut, but you was a whole South Side story. Like. I, uh, I know, right? <laughs> I know, yes. right? You and Kareem, dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had it was Black Studies, theater, and um, astronomy. So when did you decide to make the transition to like? I'm going to be acting. I hosted. So like how, you know how like Diddy and Lala was them people at Howard, like where that's how they got there. Mm-hmm. Come up. I was that person at NIU and then like the city schools. I would host all of the comedy shows, um, all of the fashion shows. Like whenever some mm-hmm. like even the sororities and fraternities, they'd be like, we need she's we need you to host our <laughs> alpha week. Like because I was funny personality and I like the whole school knew me. So that's how I got my nickname, She's. Mm. My black studies professors used to call me She to She's. And then the crowd would just say She's when I came out. So it, so my family, I didn't know I had a nickname until I came home to Chicago. Because I would, you know, Northern was like an hour and a half away. I would mm-hmm. come. And my mom was like, who the hell is She's? <laughs> Somebody saw me to my that She's. Mom, who the hell is She's? And I was like, oh, my, that's, that's like my name. <laughs> it's me. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It started there. Like I would host all of those things and then I would put together shows. Like I would, I didn't know it, it had the term producing at the time. Cause mm-hmm. mind you, I went to college early too. I went to college when I was like set fresh 17. So I was young being president of like BSU mm-hmm. and the, the events board and the co-chair student program. I just knew something was different with me. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, you like doing this shit and you're good at it mm-hmm. and you're smart. And then I would get people to come up there, like uh, Kevin Hart. And then my cousin would come up and be like, what the hell? They said you throwing a show. Real. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I am. Like, I'm that nigga up here. Like, but <laughs> I also care about people. Like, I care about how things are done, how how people feel. Like, and, and then it, 
if it come to black people, man, listen, I always do every everything I do, I do with with us in mind. Mm-hmm. So that's how that started. Then after after I graduated, I moved to New York for like uh, two years. And when I was there, I, I didn't know what I was getting into. I was just <laughs> like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this Oof. and I'm going to be on TV and mm-hmm. blah, blah. I went out there, got a man. You <laughs> got a man? You were booked. Right. <laughs> Period. It didn't end the way I wanted it to, but like it, it just wasn't what I thought it would be. But I was appreciative of what New York did to me. Like what? Like born, being born and bred Chicago, New York's like is is this tough? Y'all know it's mm-hmm. different. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it'll, so, it brings a different hustler. Yeah, out of you for it, sure. It did, you thought you it did. hustled, and then yeah. you get to New York and you're like, oh, and you like, all right, okay. I gotta move now. Yep. Yeah. So it gave me that move now type shit. Like, don't even wait. Nobody's waiting for you in New York. Like, at all. Yeah. So, um, when I was in New York, now mind you, pause real quick. We're gonna rewind real quick. When I was in uh, at at NIU, this theater school called Second City. I did not know what that was because when you're from areas of Chicago that we're from, mm-hmm. that's, you don't know what you the north side. We don't even know what the north side. I'm just being mm-hmm. real. Unless you're black and from the north side or Nigerian or something, mm-hmm. we did, I didn't know what that was. They um, so I was in Black Theater Workshop and they were like, "Oh, the Second City wants us to come see their show because they couldn't sell tickets at NIU. Nobody was going to see that, but all the white kids were going. Yeah, and I was like, "I'm gonna go, y'all." And they were like, "All right, whatever." I went. <laughs> And they do this part of the show where they invite up people who want to. They're like, who we need to, you know, Mm -hmm. and I got up there and killed it. Yes. And the lady afterwards was like, she was like, hi, I'm in the diversity. We can you we want like you should come down and see this. And I was like, no, she was like, well, here's my card. When people still gave cards. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward to in New York, I have to come home because I had got sick. And um, so I had to come home and get an operation done. And I was just really bummed because I was just finding my way in New York. Yeah. Like I was finally getting the groove of like, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't bother me when people said insults and shit. I was like, <laughs> oh, whatever. That's how they are. <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> Got home, was kind of bummed. And I kid y'all not divine order. I found that card. Mm-hmm. And I called her and I was like, hey, you told me if I was ever back in in Chicago, back home, I'm back home. And she was like, yeah, come see me. Came and saw her. She was like, we have this Puma scholarship. Puma scholarship. But she was like, you have to audition first. I was like, I'm finna kill this audition. <laughs> Went in there, smoked that audition. Yeah. Because I didn't know that improv was just, in my black household, it's called go outside and play or go in the basement mm-hmm. and play. You're just, I was like, you just doing yeah. that? I grew, I'm one of 72 grandchildren. Huh? Excuse me? Yeah, my mom is one of 12. Wow. Literally so, 72? Yes, literally 72. Imagine 12 people having yeah. like six kids. or That adds up pretty quick. Yes. And then great grandkids <laughs> and stuff. So I, I grew up in a house full of people where we were always in the basement playing and create, writing our own songs. We had a group called Junior Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> we thought we were so creative. My my rap name was She Dog. Because I used to like be, that, be so good. Yeah. <laughs> So I went in there, smoked the audition, got the Puma scholarship, and all of my A through E courses were paid for. Like it just went from there, y'all. Like I, I, I didn't look back. And the only time I looked back was when I would see other uh, black people from my hood. Like, oh, what's that you do? I'm like, come see, because I 
didn't know what it was I wanted them to know. I'm Absolutely. like, all this stuff is up here, and we don't even know about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. From Second City, I.O., I was on the teams in there and would perform with 3Pete and all of them. And that's how, that's how like, when I, like, when I look out and you see, like, how all y'all came up, mm-hmm. like, me, Dwayne Perkins, Danielle Pinnock, all of us came because we were there together. Lisa Beasley, that's yeah. how I met them because mm-hmm. we were the black kids at, Second these city. places yeah. these very white spaces mm-hmm. and we had to stick together we yes. wanted to perform together yes. we put up our own shows but that's where that took off and i was doing stand-up for fun because i like to tell stories that's why biggie's my favorite artist mm-hmm. and when you got up there to do stand-up for the first time you had you were not nervous at all no i did stand up for the first time at oh at the laugh factory they wow. gave me a five. Wow. They gave me five minutes. <laughs> what a way to start! Wait, it yeah. start with five. Yeah, had you been been writing? Been mm-hmm. okay, okay. So I just went up there, did it, and then I didn't know I was good until they were like, "Hey, we got a ten minute spot for this show." Mind you, you know, we we'll, we can talk about that later. But I was just like, "Oh, for the eleven o'clock, I think I could stay." And they were like, "If you stay, here's these drink tickets." You know, I was still very like mm-hmm. green in stand up. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff I learned about mm-hmm. the stand-up scene you know god bless to those who mm-hmm. there that's what they right. do and man i didn't know that that was a thing because people was getting mad at me for doing it i was like what did i they mm-hmm. just offered it to me but i didn't know that you have to like have Politics. some chops mm-hmm. to get that stuff mm-hmm. and, and they were some people were upset because they okay. were like she just she came just started. and did this so that's when I kind of like was like I don't want to do this. It wasn't because mm-hmm. I was not good. It was because literally the politics. I didn't like how it made you feel, and it wasn't until like people like Dave Hellum and some other ones were like, "Gee, you're good." Fuck right, them. Fuck that. Yeah. Like, and yeah, that's come what, on, get up here. Yeah, and that's because I, I I didn't come back for a while because I was like they are so mean. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I also feel like when I was younger and like you know jump in if you felt this way like. I would not be ever afraid to perform or to like pursue the arts. Like yeah. to be in a play was like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. doing. Oh yeah. Like I I always say this, like I was a writer, director before I knew it. Like yeah. I would gather all the kids on the block and I will give them roles and in conflict and then be like, okay, let's go. Like mm-hmm. and really direct this scene of like we play, we call it house. Let's mm-hmm. play house. Yep. Right. You the daddy. You the mommy. Mm-hmm. Okay. He stole something and you about to call <laughs> him out on it. Okay. And now you gonna come in and then do this. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes That's sense. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My brother and I used to go uh, in our backyard. There was like this little weird bridge. I don't, I don't even know why that was there, but we we would like. Well, we were ch- children. We were four years old, guys. So context. We would play Billy Goat's Gruff and pretend to be goats. I love it. I do that today. I and, love goats. And literally right. play Billy Goat's Gruff. My mom would do it with us. My mom's cancer and she's fucking creative. So she'd be right there with us. We'd all be goats under the bridge and like running back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it was it was definitely life to the point. It was so normalized to just go play. Yeah. And like be creative yeah. that when church had church was my first, you know, opening to do with like a church scene, you know. Yeah. And oh, I church plays. Like, yes. I got to like, you know, play with the manger at the Christmas scene and stuff like that. And I was always like, of course, give me more. Like, I'm yeah. the lead. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah. that is a yeah. thing when you're young. Yeah. And shout you know? out them church plays. It definitely church gave plays. me a space to get going. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. going. And even through, you know, like when I first got to college, I still felt like super confident. There was never any fear around it. But I think there was a certain point where things there became a right or wrong way mm-hmm. to perform. 
where that was kind of like a lot for me and like stagnated me. And I definitely feel like when there was a transition to this being business, for the first time I began to be like really feel the pressure. fear and panic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like would freeze. Like, do you feel like when you guys transitioned to it as professional, yeah, there was like a... Yeah, because the stakes were very high at this point. Now, like my livelihood depends on it. How I eat depends on it mm -hmm. versus something just being for fun and an outlet. Yeah. You know, and like, and that's why they say, like, when you do what you love, sometimes the fun gets sucked out of yes. it. Yes. Yeah, that's why, like, when I was saying, oh, I was doing all that stuff in college and it was so fluid. Then when I got out of college, it was like, okay, I got to do this, this, what, like, exactly what y'all saying. Because now it's like, if you don't book this or if you, or if you want somebody to fund this, it, it, college was college. It was like, <laughs> oh, Cab got a budget and mm -hmm. you can go do what you do. Even though um, I was doing exactly what I was supposed to do, the stakes were, the stakes are a lot higher outside of that. Like you're doing stand up for drink tickets, but you got to do this other thing to make this other thing work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it, it feels almost counterintuitive to be like afraid to do what you feel like you're born to do. Mm -hmm. oh, when does that right? start? Like, when does that moment happen? That's what I'm trying like, to get under right here. I'm trying know, to let's dig it I out. When the rejection yeah. starts coming in, you know, because I have memories of like when we first moved to L.A., um, being so wide eyed and hopeful mm. and optimistic and just like ready to have fun in in the pursuit of it all. Mm -hmm. And like, I think also like being younger you feel like you have so much time so it's like it's okay and then like the compounding of the nose and then yes. you get the, the, the yes and then mm -hmm. more compounding of the nose mm -hmm. you're like what is this? is this gonna be my life and mm -hmm. then as more responsibilities come into play it's like well like i'm trying to level up in like my life i yes. want a home i yes. want a family i want yes. a car i want these it's, i'm not okay yep. having three roommates mm -hmm. i'm not okay with Forever. this anymore yep. yeah. i'm not okay eating peanut butter and jelly right. and noodles like right. i want to go out to yeah. dinner yeah i want to yeah. buy a 18 dollar cocktail and not between do i eat or take a uber to work girl like yeah. i remember when I first moved out here, the air mattress, I all I had was my air mattress, my computer, and I was renting a room in uh, West Hollywood. Didn't know areas or nothing. I Y'all, I fell asleep because I was a, a server at one of my jobs. Mm -hmm. I had a pin in my pocket. Mm. Fell asleep. The pin poked my air no. mattress. Woke no! Up, no, woke up on the floor. Y'all woke up on the floor. On a flat surface. Then I had a roommate who had like some type of, I don't know what the fuck he was going through, but he <laughs> ate all my food. My all mom. your food? Yeah, so I, mean, I just get I get frantic and I eat. I was like, well, you're going to get frantic and get fucked up. <laughs> right? Because now I have no food. Like, I just remember sitting on that deflated air mattress. And I that was like the first time I had like a cry, cry. Like, mm. because y'all, I left my good ass job in chicago yes. my nice ass car yes. my condo in, in high park i lived in high park yeah. for non-chicagoans it's a very beautiful place to mm -hmm. live it's very it you is made like it. when you like i was you just the like lake. what is, are you okay yeah what is this and then that's when it, it i was like nah fuck this like i'm i'm going how did that watch said i'm a winner i'm going to win yes. it was something went off at me that day mm -hmm. and I, I was like Roosevelt Hotel, yep, I'll take that job. I was working three jobs, mm. doing shows in the daytime and writing every chance yes. I can get. Yeah. And uh, 
one of my shows, no, a couple of my shows, Bashir and Diallo would come. Mm. It was the show that Dave Hellum would have. And I just remember them talking to me after one. People talk in L.A. After my third mm-hmm. year there, I was like, they just gassing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it, you get a compliment from Bashir? <laughs> he looked me dead on. He was like, that was really good. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. how he yeah. said it. Like, it was really yeah. good. That, that, that that's thing about that, that was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you should. He, he said, yo, it's in her info. So I'm like, whatever. They, and then Dave was like, yo, they, you know, I was like, yo, I love their show. But they just, you know, he said they got a message from Diallo and was like, okay, they really did like that, like me. But life changed after I was like, I'm not, I'm not having this shit no more. And I think every everybody sitting here and you everybody who is talking about what they want to do in this business you got to have that in you of like i'm not i'm going Mm -hmm. to do this Mm -hmm. and i don't care who thinks what what's it called faith over fear i don't care you got Mm -hmm. to have even don't matter what you believe in Mm -hmm. you have to believe the first thing in yourself and you gotta believe i don't care what you believe in you have to believe yep Yes, that's why I say yep. no man can stand in between what God had for me. You can- yep, yes, <laughs> yep, yes. yep. Trust God, chill. I yep. love it. Yep, that and um, yes. there was oh, what was the the program you were on in Chicago? Oh, uh, WGN. Yes, when you were on WGN, WGN Morning Show, and you said um, jump and watch the net appear. Period. Yes. Oh. girl, yes. I started crying. I started crying. You know because she's she always comes through with the motivation the, the, yes yes and we're just like the just stay faithful stay faithful stay faithful stay forward. down and girl when i i was like oh my god that's it that's mm-hmm. it like and i mean like what a cha- like a challenging thing to mm-hmm. do though right to like mm-hmm. really have that type of faith mm-hmm. you know and i do think it does start with like in yourself yeah. yes. you know and i think we all kind of start with that and then like over time in this yes. industry it yeah. gets beat down it gets yeah. beat down yeah it gets beat down you and know it's what I'm not saying? just the industry it's also can be the world the, because mm-hmm. even before we were in the industry we moved to new york and we faced personal i'll speak for us or it's definitely for myself like personal life challenges of what you just said of you move to new york you think you think everyone's gonna see it you think everything's gonna yeah. be super clear and then real life hits yeah. like I moved to New York at 17, right? Like mm-hmm. we were there at 18, like you guys were there at mm-hmm. 18, like very young, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was in a, I was in a situation where I'm the first one on my mom's side of the family to literally go to college and yeah. graduate. And I didn't have any financial help coming in. So yeah. like I literally get to NYU, the first thing I'm doing is looking for a job. I got two jobs within the week. Like I was working at the um, student media center, mm-hmm. but also working at a burger place at night. And so it's like, not just finances, but just like also room for doubt to creep in. Right. Yep. Like, and I think that's something we don't talk about enough. You know, doubt comes in really sneaky ways. Mm. It's real sneaky, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it can be when you're down on yourself with finances. I know for me, it came when I left my cocoon of my authenticity within my family and my world and went to a very white space for the first mm. time. Mm-hmm. That's when it hit me. Yeah. Because I went to middle school. I got bussed to a different type of school. And I remember I was so excited to make new friends. And I'm like, you know, I'm the I'm the shit. So I'm like walking in there like, oh, y'all gonna be my best friend. I'm popular. I'm amazing. And then I've talked to this random white girl and, and I was like, yeah, because you know, Black Street. She was like, 
what's black street do you mean yeah. she was like do you mean backstreet boys no bitch i, I said like, black said i was black like street. i said what no. i said <laughs> i was like no black street motherfucker <laughs> i like the way you work it okay right. no digging. and like and that was the beginning of like a constant relentless stream of chipping away of just not being seen. Oh yeah, and it, and that can happen. CBS showcase. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm letting it out. Yes, they know what they did. <gasps> and I'm now I'm saying this to like a lot. Like, well, it was in the papers of what happened. Now, mind you, there's a whole new showcase, and it's great. Respect to CBS and um all, and NBC. I was in both of those showcases, and I'm grateful for mm-hmm. how what I took from that. But um, this isn't to shit on them. It's it's the shit you go through as a black person. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when I got in there, first of all, I came straight from Chicago. I'm me. I'm all, first of all, I'm fly. I like nails, hair, Always. all that stuff. But you get in there, and I was like, everybody's clickish. There, there were some people who were clickish, and then you have they were telling me what not to be. So I kept if if my faith was not the way it was. I will never forget this dude told me, yo, that shit funny as hell, but like, gee, I don't, you should, you should, it's, it's, don't be so black. They told me, don't be so black. Then I had a producer tell me, you are really smart. Kid you not, I still have the email. Mm-hmm. You're really smart, but it needs to be more, like, can you just make that more, like, I don't know, ghetto, goofy? That's what she said. What? So I was told I was too black, I was too smart. One girl told me I should take my braids out. Yes. Another girl told me my nails was doing too much. This is all the stuff yes. that I heard, y'all. And they'll mm-hmm. say it straight to your face. Oh, thinking that they're they being know helpful. they know who they are because they during the protest they came up to me once like I had things started happening for me. Mm-hmm. I'm so I just wanna you know it was like now yeah. you wanna talk to Nikki. Yeah, mm-hmm. now you wanna talk to Nikki mm-hmm. out here on these like, and they've been watching and they and but what they've seen and I'm so proud of they seen me. Mm-hmm. Come yes. up as me, mm-hmm. yes, as the authentic, black, brilliant, hilarious, God fearing person, mm-hmm. right? If I, what if I would have folded? That's why I always think about what if I would have folded mm-hmm. in those showcases where, because there's so many people, they say diversity, but it'd be more white folks than yes, than Girl. black, brown, and other folks. So I was, I would be in there, and I'll never forget when me and my homeboy were very close, Jay Snow. We left because when they told me to dumb down my shit, I wasn't having it. I took all my sketches and I left. And they sent me an email. I was like, no, I'm not finna fold on who I am. To Like, I would never fold on me. And I'm never finna sell out my people for y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that word of, like, make this more ghetto. What do you mean more ghetto? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was great. But that same sketch, here's a testimony. One of them same sketches, I, I submitted it to NBC and I won the NBC uh, sketch writing Amazing. program. Amazing. And Amber Ruffer, Ruffin called me and was like, this is so funny. Congratulations. Just to show you, sometimes say no. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes say no. A no. Yeah. Do integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Faith and integrity go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. Oof. I think anytime when you're given the opportunity for an opportunity or a come up, but it may come at the expense of a part of yourself mm-hmm. or you in your gut, you're like, Oh, I don't feel like I can be my full self if I take this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a no. That like yep. maybe that, that opportunity is a no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's making me compromise mm-hmm. yep. who I am and what I stand yep. for. And then it's like, then what is it? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Right, because Ooh. God's plan is God's plan, <laughs> right? So what is for me is for me, 
And I think that that's really when the breakthroughs happen. Like the more we're like talking to people on the show and just even with our own experience, I feel like that moment where you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm crying on a deflated mattress. I need to show up as myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because how much low can I get, bitch? I'm on the floor. I'm on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all, yeah. but air mattresses ain't cheap when you ain't got cheap. Yeah. 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 Yep, because they all know, you know, for me, my breaking point was when I was crying in that shower. Mm-hmm. You know, butt-ass naked, curled up in that ball, crying. Because, you know, I thought that our web series was going to propel us to superstardom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it didn't. It didn't. I thought Pharrell had seen us. And we have told all mm-hmm. every, all these lies were told to us about how successful this is going to be. And then it was like, oh. Smoke and mirrors. Oh, Pharrell didn't see this. And if anything, it, oh. it needs to be a lesson. And, like, don't let other people's validation like determine mm-hmm. what your path is yeah. because he probably did see it. And many other people probably did see it and saw the the potential in it. But that doesn't mean just because they didn't pounce on it, that it wasn't worthy. Right. Mm-hmm. And that you should yeah. stop where you are. No, keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Yeah. Because that is where the success lies. It's in the momentum. It's in the progression. It, it's not in the you do one thing perfectly and then now you're a star. Because no one does anything perfectly. No. <laughs> no. But they just keep doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I definitely feel like if I could go back and talk to a younger version of me, I would be like, look, you're going to be failing a lot. But mm. the one thing that can propel you further than anything else is just... You need to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to have an unshakable belief in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like I know. I know for sure. I did not. I no. did not have that. Yeah, I didn't. No, but all my peers that I I did see have that. You know, like you would just see them, and I would be like, "How are they excelling? How are they? How do they know themselves already? How are they so confident in themselves?" Like I feel like that was that's definitely. I mean. I think I just probably hit in my 30s. Yeah. Mm, And also it's like anchor yourself in what you have to say. Anchor yourself in what you have to offer. Yeah. And that will help you with the low tides. That will help you when you feel like everyone has turned their back on you. When people aren't resonating with what you're doing. When you anchor yourself in your purpose Mm -hmm. and why you were here and, and what you want to share with the world and your contribution... You'll keep going. No one can take that from you. Mm. Yeah. And I think also one thing that the hard lessons we've learned and we probably all learn here is, you know, it's not just faith over fear. It is it is faith over the failure because the failures are relentless. <laughs> like, I mean, and, and honestly, as long as you embrace that as a perspective and like in a very grounded way, just are like, okay, failure is a part of it, but the wins are too, right? Mm-hmm. So because... Just study the greats. If you study any great person, they did not. It was not just boom, 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 all the way up. Like, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. literally Michael Jordan was like, I feel up. Like, that's how I got here. That's that like, she's got right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> she's love, Jordan. That's, yeah. that's her Aquarian brother. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's that about feeling up. It's literally just like, literally, that is the way. It's the way forward. And I think I know for myself in this current period of time, like, I'm evolving and learning new skills and challenging myself like learning how to run a business learning Mm -hmm. money in a different way learning how to create a sustainable legacy for myself and a family Mm -hmm. like these require new habits Mm -hmm. and like and so in those seasons it's on me to make sure that i i 
encourage myself through looking at examples. Mm-hmm. Like, I did watch that, you know, Michael, the, the Jordan documentary. Lessons. Again. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I watched it again because mm-hmm. I needed I a reminder. I watch that, like, all the time. Not hey. just because I love Jordan, but that end part when he was like, Everybody want to talk about how hard it was for what, like, because we heard all the stories, like, oh, he hit Steve Kerr, or, you know, he was like, but all these mugs are not just one time champion. They're one of the greatest dynasties that basketball has ever seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was like, if you don't want to play with me, don't play with me, but this is how we're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I've been, I got beat up by the piss, like, beat up. Like, the equivalence of me on that air mattress was him getting his ass whooped. Like, Molly Fuck you, Bill Lambeer. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I've done this. I've won gold medals. I've but like everybody and it, and y'all know how it is. Everybody say they want to do this shit, but right, mm-hmm. right. Our whole industry right now is mm-hmm. on what is Fire. going through right. <laughs> but everybody want to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So everything we went through on our journeys, it like we wouldn't even be able to. We all be cracking if if we didn't do. Well, the job, the the late night jobs while working at the student center, mm-hmm. and I, I heard you say, uh, Chandra, that you was like in your thirties, you just learned. So I'm just like in my thirties, what I have learned, the boundary shit was so hard for me, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know, I didn't even know the terminology yeah. of boundary till I was able to afford a therapist, mm-hmm. a black woman therapist, Come who on. was like, yo. You can't let this, this, and this, and this, and this happen. So I'm in my 30s now, and Muggs is like, every time they see me, they like, you changed. You may not like it now, but every time they like, yo, thank you for put telling me. But I'm like, yeah, because if mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're 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 feeling the way yeah. you're feeling now, because mm-hmm. and that's no shame to know. Like my friend told me just yesterday, she was like, she's, I just read the autobiography of Malcolm X, and I feel so lame because I just I was like, why? She was like, because I'm late. I was like, but you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not. We got to stop feeling like we're late. What made you feel like you're late? Social media? Yeah. Because fuck them. I had so much fun on social media now that I'd be like, I never was a per. I've never been a FOMO person. Mm-hmm. But I see what it does to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, once you let go of that, like, Mm-hmm. I'm finna have a ball. I'll be having a ball. It be days I talk <sighs> shit. Praise God. You may see me in the mountains. You may see me back at the crib eating popcorn. You it don't matter. Yes. I'm going to have a ball with it. Yes. Instead of chasing algorithms and all that shit, Good. I just be having fun. Yes, girl. And I that makes you think about how I had to release myself from the chokehold of being the best mm-hmm. in favor of being better. Mm. I just want to be better. Okay, because I, I don't know what the best is or how that is ever attained, but I know that if I share some, if I share this script with somebody, they can help me be better. Mm. Yeah, and if I even if I know like th- there's scripts that I have that I'm like I know that it's not where it needs to be. Mm. I know where the holes are. I just don't right now know how I to fix, fix them. them. I can't mm. fix them yet. I don't know how. So yeah. my options are sit on this and let it collect dust. Until I figure it out or share it with my network and allow them to help me be better. Mm-hmm. That's how the, them the people who get to where they're going to because I don't have no ego when it comes to being better. I'm going to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I be like, yo, can, or can you help me? Yeah. Depending on who it is because one of my professors, Dr. Ty Yeary, told me, don't just be trying to know people just to know people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, really, so I, I'll use my um, 
divinity or like like I energy is my first language where I'm like okay cool like I don't just you know you know not to give it to anybody but I have no ego when it comes to like yo and I think Chandra you could attest to this of knowing who I am I will be like yo you look great yeah I love this what like how can I you know instead of like who she thinks she no at, tell her she look good mm -hmm. and you like where she got yeah. her shoes from she, yeah i'm gonna say yo what you wrote was awesome can you help me yep. with like yes. do, can you read this yeah yep. so I, I definitely yes. understand yep. or like i have so many friends those yes. of which have blown up and yes. they're like i was so shocked when one of my homies was like yo can you sit in on my set and um keep punch it up i'll pay you blah blah i was like he was like, man, she's, you are a punch-up queen. Like, mm -hmm. can you, I, I never knew yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And then it start. it was an effect of more people like, cause they were telling other people like, mm -hmm. if you good. want your shit to be tight. And I just think that's so beautiful. Cause it's like, remove the ego and you gon' like you said, I might not, I don't know what the best look like, but I'm gonna be better every fucking time right. you see me. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Every time. Right. And I think there's also in that there's like a dog energy mm -hmm. too that I think is important and that people recognize. It's like I might not be the best, but I'm gonna be a fucking dog. I'm gonna be a dog. Yeah. So I'm gonna be every day in here working, working, working. People respect like, when you ride for yourself. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, bitch. Mm -hmm. Yes. Go. Yes. If you don't yes. think you're seeing who else? Right. Do? And if they right. don't respect it, they're fucking haters. Yes. Yep. You a hater if yes. you over here shitting on somebody that's doing something while you under the covers. Yep. All day long. Yep. I have definitely had to learn humility has its place. Yeah. But also, confidence is not the enemy of humility. It's not. Right? You know? Like, you can value yourself. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's not arrogant. No. It should no. be inspiring it's to those who not. Like, because most of the time, 90% of the time, that's be what, it, but be what it is. Is that they're like, man, this person is fearless. Or mm -hmm. they, they're confident. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow you to knock down my fucking confidence. Because now, if we rewind back to the things I told y'all, what I went through through them showcases now everybody want who does your nails who they want the aesthetics mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is i can't this is who i am and if you were right. listening to other people you'd be out here with nubs mm -hmm. i right. got nubs but i chose these so <laughs> right no, i'm just saying don't like, come we for would, me. i would be less of i chose myself. this you'd be less of mm -hmm. yourself if we let people yes do that to us and then we fold on who we are yes. i'm not folding yeah fold not folding is how yeah. i am for sure every time you see me i'm evolving yeah not falling yeah. on my faith, who you are, like all of that. Do not, because yeah. we ain't talk about it yet. But when you go and move to to a place, they're faith killers out here. Well, let's get into it. Shit, let's the get into it. Yes, of, I always thank God. I always like that's what I believe in. I believe in God, the universe, all of it, hand in hand. Yes, mm -hmm. I never come at nobody of what they choose to believe in. I love everybody. Mm -hmm. Unless you give me a reason not to, mm -hmm. then cool. Mm -hmm. But I, I remember first coming out here, mugs would be like, who'd you say? That they would make me feel like, you know, I shouldn't believe yeah. in that or I shouldn't believe at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I said, thank God. Mm -hmm. I said, thank this. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, or um, those who know me, I, I love to pray. I'm going to pray. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm. I'll pray. I pray for y'all. Mm -hmm. You don't even know. I'm gonna pray in the situation. I'm gonna pray for the energy to be aligned. I'm gonna. I journal a lot. I talk to God on my nights when I didn't have money and would have to walk home from work. 
I would just be talking to God, looking up at the moon. Like that's what that's what I do. I still do that mm -hmm. to yeah. to this day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there were people who would be like, I mean, do you think like would just question me, and yeah. I would never fold. I'm like, yeah. well, if that doesn't work for you, cool. But when shit hits, I, I, hey, she's. I just wanted to know, can you pray for me when mm -hmm. shit got bad for them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even when things I've been through, I'm sure we've all been through bad, yes. terrific shit. I, I hope that we don't, but I've been through horrific shit, but still, I'm like, I'm still going to pray. Yeah. I just remember people would come to me when things were bad for them. Mm -hmm. And I would tell them I wasn't afraid. I'm like, you know, you always ask how's this going for me or why this happened. I'm like, because um, I ain't trying to cry, y'all. It's because what my therapist told me. I've had her for two years, and every session we read um, a passage of my journal. This is not the per. It's like oh, after we talk, like a summary. It's not mm -hmm. like all my personal shit. Mm -hmm. But the one thing she said, she was like, "Yo, since I've been with you, you, your faith hasn't wavered. You've been so." She said, "It always starts and ends with thank you, God. Appreciate you. I always say if you can't bless me, anything else, keep my heart grateful, mm -hmm. and." She had told me, she was like, the one thing that I had inspired her, she was like, I always have a list of names of who I'm praying for because I hear when my friends ask me to pray for them. Mm -hmm. or, and I do. I write it down because I'm like, I'm going to put this in conviction. Yes. And I will never forget those people who like, oh, why you say this or why you believe in that? But y'all come in and ask me to pray for you. And if I was a bitch, I'd be like, no. Or if I wasn't real, I'd be like, no. But my grandma always told me, pray for them. Yep. Because mm -hmm. it changes. I had a whole person come, a friend, a very dear friend of me, who didn't believe for whatever reason, whatever happened to them. And by by believing, I'm not saying they got t telling them what to believe in. That's mm -hmm. how you know a person who really believed. They're not telling you who or right. what to believe mm -hmm. in. Just saying believe. He wrote me this long thing and was like, yo, your faith inspired me to believe. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. Look at that. instrument. Yeah. You're an example. Mm -hmm. Even That's when what the people, about. yeah, even when the people like judged it or didn't understand it because it was foreign, the fact that they returned is like if you looked at it from a society lens, they dick riders. But like if you look at it from a religious, mm -hmm. spiritual lens, and I yeah. did they're it. here yeah. to to you're showing them the tools, like yeah. and helping yeah. them. So yeah, and I I will say that it's something about you know leaning into your faith whatever it is mm -hmm. a light starts to beam out mm -hmm. of you and i feel like you really do start to like lead with light and start to like walk in faith in a different way that is just like so calming and so powerful and i do believe whatever your faith is mm -hmm. whatever you believe in if you really lean into it imagine how powerful you could be if you really just jumped and waited for the net to appear jump and watch the net appear just people believe in a tree and it's gonna and some people do i love the trees yeah, I, do. I, do. <laughs> I do i do some people smoke the trees. especially smoke especially the trees. When, you know when i'm on shrooms trees are my favorite thing i right. talk to them we're going to transition to a segment that we call bootleg fabulous uh, where we give tips and tricks for how to you know do things on a shoestring budget and usually they're free like this one is free so uh, my question is what is like a really quick mantra you say to yourself to like to reinvigorate your belief in yourself like so a thing that I will always say to myself is just 
if not you, who? Mm. If not you, who? And I feel like there's just some something so powerful about reminding myself that you have something to say, you have something to give to the world, and it's something that only that only I can do. Only, only can. Chandra can give this. So if not you, who? One thing that I do say all of the time, and so it is, and so it shall be. Because and so it is, it's releasing the control of this is mm. what it is. But and so it shall be is like, I know where it's going to go. I mm. believe that it will be. So I say that like all the time, mm. even after when I end prayer for myself or for people. And so it is and so it shall be because I know what you want. You want things to shift. But we're going to. I say that also. I be in the mirror like I just be like, yes, bitch, <laughs> you got this. You got this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, especially when I'm doing my makeup. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Putting on your war paint. Yes, I am. I'm like, yeah. oh, you got yeah. this, bitch. You got this. It's, yeah. the, it's a password to some things, too. Yeah. You got this. Mm -hmm. It's a Philly gray. Pitbull in a skirt. Okay. <laughs> it yeah, made you happy. That's good. That's good. A good one, yeah. Mm. I forget this. I don't have this memorized, so I, I, I relook at it, too, when, mm. I'm, when I'm feeling low. But um, my affirmation is, I am supernatural, I am potent, I'm paralleled, financially confident, and a beast. Come on, Ashe. Okay? Ooh. So when I'm feeling really low, these are words that are going to Yes, lift me up. up. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. I feel so empowered yes. now from everyone so else. Go. Take on the world. Y'all made me feel warm. Good. Mm -hmm. Thank this you. This is beautiful. Thank I'm you. really a fan, too. Oh, thank like, you. I don't just say that shit. I be texting. She does. I do. I'm like, yo, because it's a really great show. I'm really proud of y'all. Thank you. Thank and thank you. you for sharing your light on the show with us. Yes, mm -hmm. we appreciate it. And we're just, like, so proud of everything that is happening for you, mm -hmm. you know. I've texted you about it privately. I say it publicly, like, of, of all people to be this beautiful moment to be having. I'm so happy as you, you know, I'm just, that means you deserve it. Been seeing you grind and you are just really just such a person who leads with love and light and love is my religion. And that's who we want to see win. That's who we want to see you win. Thank you. Thank you. I mm -hmm. love seeing y'all too. Like this is special. Y'all have really something special. It's different. It's really different. And Thank you. Look good. So that's great. I'm glad it's like live or whatever. Okay. You know, well, you know, I got black girl wish. magic going. This is really cool. Awesome. Well, you know, I hope that if you learn anything from this show, is believe in something, and above all things, believe in yourself. Um, that has been another episode of Unglamorous Truths. I'm Chandra. You can find me at Chani. I'm Crystal. You can find me at underscore Chris Chris. I'm Mebs. You can find me at Amebe Bayene. Oh, I'm Sheeds. You can find me at, at Rashida Sheeds. And we are Unglamorous Truths. You can find us at Unglamorous Truths on all the social medias. And you can listen to our podcast wherever you find yours. And Sheeds is uh, in an Emmy-nominated Emmy show. Don't, don't forget that. Okay. <laughs>